Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody and welcome back to Acts of Pod. As always, on lead vocals, it's Gina, Dreammaker, Heartbreaker. <laughs> and on bass, as always, Anne. How are we doing, Anne? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting in a w- winter wonderland. And uh, right. if if y'all are just joining us, um, we're about an hour and a half in. It's a technical difficulties that we overcame. <laughs> so we're, you know, it, it sounds like we just sat down, but uh, I had to do some troubleshooting. But I'm yeah. here and uh, I'm layered up. There's uh, peaceful, a peaceful calm in this wintry Arctic spell. Uh. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Hey. It's good to hear. Huh. <laughs> and uh, the unflappable. How are you doing, Cezanne? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm feeling a lot warmer than Anne right now because I am indoors. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, you would be surprised. I tell you what, I know what I'm doing when it comes to winter layering. I mean, you look. I, I went outside to force my dog to pee. And I could barely stand it, but you're just sitting out there as though you were made for this. And I, I would say, I would say you have on more yeah. gear than Shackleton had on him when he was <laughs> trying to make it to the pole. <laughs> she would have survived. Uh, yeah. She know what's going on with you. Oh, that's nice, Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the banter. Yeah. Um, I had to get. What I can only describe as young young people bifocals. Yeah, <laughs> they're called transition, really, right? No, well, they're, they're progressive. Tra- called progressive. Yeah. Transition is <laughs> like those are the ones that change color. <laughs> the one, yeah, and they always like <laughs> they always make me like um, I, I don't know how to put this, but. Like somebody you don't want running a Boy Scout troop. Yeah, no. <laughs> the in between phase of the transition lens is unacceptable. What? Okay, so I'm imagining some aviators, and you're maybe uh, just kind of you just kind of hang out by the bathrooms at the at the park, right. <laughs> or you're like <laughs> you were like at the arcade in the mall, but like not with anybody. <laughs> Right. Just, but you like playing Pac-Man. Yeah. I mean, like Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. I don't know why those are making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like they don't understand. 
what those symbolize. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I ordered no. some. I have some. Oh, no. So I have some. Really? Yeah, I have some, like, gold frame no. aviators. And I was like, they're going to be my serial killer glasses. <laughs> How could you? Well, at least you went. But you went into it knowing. That's no, that's yeah, worse. yeah. I mean, they were like twenty bucks. It's worse. <laughs> and they're pres- prescription, so the, they're like my backups. So I like when I can't find my other glasses, I have to put on my Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. No. <laughs> 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 Do they have the little? My pads? mom was horrified. Yeah, they have the like yeah, yeah. the little pads. Oh. Yeah. The uh, little oil slick pads. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. <sighs> So, you know, I mean, you know, here at Axopod, not only do we like to talk about <laughs> eyewear glasses of, of serial killers, which is important. <laughs> Winter gear. Winter gear and glasses. Right. But uh, we, cool. we like to take, you know, a story that was in the news and place it in a larger historical context. And we do this because we're experts. We're experts. <laughs> and we want to, we can't keep, you know, our light under a bushel. We have to let it shine. And, um, it would be wrong. <laughs> well, uh, well, actually, though, Anne does have, um, right. But I'm not preparing like I would if I was giving like a, a, you know, like a PowerPoint presentation at a, like a history conference. Right. <laughs> I'm certainly not preparing in that way. You know, and I, <laughs> I did go to, um, what's it called? Um, not a, uh, I got a accreditation at, um, an online yeah. school after I graduated. So <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's not nothing. No. Okay. In history. No, no. Oh, I thought that's what. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I was just saying that I got accredited for a skill set. Yeah, after graduation. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's yeah, not nothing a for a trade. No, for an yeah. honest trade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> went, honest work. So essentially, I went to trade school. So, you know, listen, it yeah. wasn't history. You got it. No. <sighs> it wasn't biology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know much about uh-uh. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but all this to say is that, um, so this, you know, we had uh, the impeachment trial, which it was so tense. <laughs> it was so tense because it could go either way, right? Oh, what a nail biter that was. Right? We as, as Who we, knew <laughs> we would be disappointed yet again. <laughs> like as the evidence oh. as the evidence was presented of people again, literally feet away from getting their hands on our representatives. <laughs> and you know, as we right. mentioned before, just uh taking a doo doo <laughs> in their hands and wiping it. Wiping on the walls of our hallowed capital. Despite all of that, we thought, oh my God, this is a no-brainer. Right? <laughs> Footage of people beating police officers with American flags. Right. Right. I thought we, I thought y'all weren't into that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, so I wow. can't, like, I, 
I just want to make sure. So he did get impeached, right? Because I, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> I surely. Gina, he was impeached, but he was not convicted. What? No, wait. I don't, I don't want to tell not you. Not guilty. What? Right. Okay, that, 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 that's um, hard to I don't understand how these how how these forty three or whoever dum dums that they're that that's who gets to make the decision. Yeah, uh, that's what whatever. It comes I mean, I'm not saying anything that like ever like everybody said everything already. Like it's so stupid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we did um we did an episode on like minority rule, but especially in Congress. It's like the yeah. the Democratic senators represent like seventy four million more Americans, right? So right. I mean, it really, yeah. yeah. You know, they really the proportions aren't making sense, right? I mean, and that's like that's it doesn't feel super democratic, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. Objectively, not because so. I mean, like a, a really great example is the fact that I think it's like over. It's certainly over ninety percent of people support having background checks when you buy firearms, and still, it's mm-hmm. never come forward to for a vote. Right now, right. you would think that people again, whose job is supposed to represent your interests. If that if it's that mm. high, that means even Republicans support it, right? And the thing right. is, is that I know that like even police support it because it helps them solve crimes. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. And and prevent them. <laughs> so right. the fact that there's never a vote taken on it just goes to show that. Like who? Who is intervening in this process? You know what I mean. Again, it doesn't feel super democratic. It's not. It's, it's not. so gross. Oh, so gross. But so, after watching again this really empowering exercise <laughs> in justice and action. Um, you know, and we just really sending that signal that you can't march on it just crawl through the windows and spread your poop on the walls and get away with it. <laughs> Except the, the times that you can um, do that. You can super do that if you belong to the right party and that party is, you know. <sighs> anyway, I thought, well, why don't we just Ugh. take a look at, you know. What what was the beginning of you know the religious right, the moral majority? Mm-hmm. You know, ah uh, yes, the moral high ground. Right when when did right when did this you know when did this movement begin and really sort of <sighs> get its wings and take flight? What right where people were were where it was like look. Morality is politicized. We, we are, we are going to show y'all the, the moral choices to make here. And they revolve around certain issues. You bet. (laughs) You bet. 
And we've created a huge myth of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. Anyway. I think, I think you'll be surprised. I I think you'll be surprised to learn what really got, got people together. The, the, the first issue that was a real uniting force. Mm-hmm. Of of pe- religious people, and and like, so let's just clarify for those yeah, who don't yeah. know. Yeah. In our country, right. yes, the religion we're talking about is is Christianity, sure, particularly uh, a very evangelical, uh, biblical Bible book Bible based book Bible based. Right? Well. That is Bible uh, books. Bible book. Bible book based. (laughs) What is that? I mean, I guess the late 1800s they tried to make a coalition between like evangelicals, Catholics, all strictly the religious people because they what they wanted to do was to sort of interject. They wanted to make the United States a Christian nation, right? Right. Um, but it wasn't successful. Though. I mean, yeah. Okay. Sounds kind of counter to what the founders the wanted. Founding fathers wanted. Right. Well, that's why they weren't successful. Yeah. Because of the. Okay. Well, made that pretty good. Clear. So far, of a so thing good. Called the Constitution. The Constitution. Right. So okay. far, so good. Everything sounds like it's going swimmingly. Right. But the, like, the religious right as we know it uh, started. Yeah, we're talking about the, the, the religious right that rose, came into, like, mainstream popular culture in the 70s, Yeah, the 70s. Right? Okay. And, but there's, like, a several, like, there's several groups that fall under that umbrella, uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about, Anne? Yeah, I. I think think so. Okay, I don't. Because there's like the moral majority. Um, oh. focus on the family. Oh, oh okay. you mean like, like separate, groups. separate, or those like think tanks or? Well, they were just like. Um, they were different organizations that were sort of like either born like out of a church. Or right. a university, they had these huge mailerships. Like Jerry okay. Falwell yeah. was the Pat Robertson okay. was the head of another one. Yes, yes, yeah, and they had like radio shows. You know, okay, yeah, uh, Heritage Foundation. Yeah. That's another one, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Heritage um, Foundation the guy was. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Wasn't he the one who was, was he the one who kind of started the, um, the, the ball rolling as far as like, let's get some, like the gravy train going. Let's figure out how to like make this into a yeah a juggernaut enterprise. Right. Like we need something to mobilize that's going to get people on our team, uh, like a, like the like what's going to be the our talking issue? How right. are we going to find right? one issue that where everybody is going to get behind to to kind of like coalesce people 
like a base, right? Right. Right. And and it was um, you know, it was a quality and um that's been our podcast. It was yeah, it tonight, was well, so. I mean, if we're doing, talking about religion, <laughs> we're obviously talking about morals and like right? We're talking about everybody <laughs> being like loving toward another one another and like helping their neighbor and yeah it was it was a it was a help the homeless campaign that's what got everybody yeah. uh yeah. it was something yeah. really wholesome right yeah it was again it was civil rights and inclusion and yeah end of story helping the helping the poor like bringing everybody up to yeah like it's like an equity thing mm-hmm. and yeah right Right. Okay. Right. So actually, we're all God's children. We're, we're all God's children, kind of thing. Um. Well, uh, the yeah. info I got, and and I think maybe. So, yeah. um, there were a lot of um, religious institutions that opened up schools. There were a series of private religious schools that had opened, particularly in the South. Um, a lot of them were mm-hmm. in the South. This is in the 70s. And because of they... I can't see how this could go wrong. Right. I mean, I know, and I feel like oof, the South gets, like, you know, it gets a bad reputation. Okay? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want you to jump to conclusions. Um, but because they were religious affiliated schools mm-hmm. they were tax exempt okay oh mm-hmm. yeah that's the cool thing about um churches yeah that they don't pay taxes right and so um you know in a lot of states um there were counties where almost every kid was going to these yeah. schools yeah why oh, well, i wonder you mean every White kid, what you, right? What do you mean, man? You said every kid was going to these schools, but every white kid, right? Why are you making that distinction? <laughs> um, are you tr- wait? Are you trying to say that they were building these schools as a way to work around desegregation? <laughs> right. <laughs> There was something board versus the brown of education. Uh, board wait, it's not board versus brown. Brown versus brown the board of versus education. the board of education. Bible based books. Brown <laughs> versus <laughs> brown versus the board of education caused a bit of a stir, and uh, yeah, so it was going to be. It then became the way to. Well, now we're okay. We're gonna we're gonna do private school with. Uh, and um, we're in fact, um, we're even going to give vouchers. We're going to even supplement it, pay people income so they can afford to send to these private schools. Did you read about that? That, that like was like amazing. So, like white white families would get money to like send their kid to pay to the private school. Well, it sounds a lot like school choice to me. <laughs> Right, oh, freedom to freedom to choose. It's school choice. That's all it is. It's not racism. It's school choice, y'all. I mean, that's how it was framed from the beginning, right? That's how, like, in the beginning, when in the beginning, right after um, Brown versus the Board of Education, was it in Alabama where they basically were just like, 
we're just going to shut down schools. <laughs> Nobody gets to go to school now. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to try yeah. to integrate? Oh, uh, we just won't do school. There's like right. 13,000 kids that were out of school <laughs> or something like that. They're right. Just, like, they were just like, we're not going to do it. So the then... We liked it when we when we chose to keep things segregated. This that was a, our freedom yeah. to choose. Right. Like what? It just, well, well, it's just like it's states' rights, right? I mean, oh. why is the government meddling in our affairs? Well, and here's the thing, um, and I think you'll recognize this tactic is that those first of all. Like, stage one, how dare you insinuate this has anything to do with racism? How dare you? Right. How dare you? I have, I have black friends. We have black people living in our state. Yeah. We can't possibly be racist. Right. So that has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. Like, where are your black students? Where are your black students? Well, we're the Congress. <laughs> we're the Congress, right? It doesn't make any sense, right? But how dare you insinuate? Yeah. I'll show you racist people. <laughs> I'm not racist people, right? Number mm-hmm. two. And what I loved is guess who shows up in this? Newt Kinkridge. <laughs> that asshole. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Anytime there's cool. any kind of filth or stink. Anywhere <laughs> from the 1990s, like, like any, it's his little fingers, his stinky little fingers are all over it. <laughs> this, <laughs> this effing dude, like Mitch McConnell. <sighs> anyway, so this is what they With say. His dead purple hands. <laughs> the IRS received more than a quarter of a million letters against the proposed rules. Congressional hearings reframed the issue from an attack on segregation to an attack on religion by meddlesome bureaucrats. As Newt Gingrich, then a freshman representative, explained, the IRS should collect taxes, not enforce social policy. Oh, that's what we're calling it? Uh-huh. Right, Social policy right. and uh, desegregation. Right. Because okay, so what what had ha- what happened? Uh there was the Supreme Court case that well, what am I trying to say? Okay, this is this is where this stems from. In 1972, a family uh family uh black parents in Mississippi in a particular town uh brought it to court, right? Mm-hmm. Um, against wasn't it green versus green versus Connolly, and it was it was about like the schools getting these these tax breaks. So that meant the IRS started sending out letters and looking into these schools, like saying, "Okay, what is your what is your, your student population? What's your policy? What's your student mm-hmm. population look like? This and that because." It was going to be – they were going to start taking away that tax-exempt standing. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, – and so the, – and then – so that was 72, and then that's when they start going – Bob Jones – and this goes on for a while. Like yeah. the whole Bob Jones timeline of like 
they they're like um 1975 they tried to revoke their regulations um bob jones filed a supreme court case to keep the tax exempt status i mean this goes on in 1983 you know jesus where reagan's like initially was going to was supporting bob jones that they, they had to back on track that one but so this is like the mid mid to late mid to late 70s and so mm-hmm. how this coalesced was that what they realized was that you know even i i don't want you to think that the evangelicals and catholics ever got along right right yeah no because yeah that's clearly not the case yeah and the fact (laughs) that a lot of people um believed that um the sort of christian rights that they they sort of crystallized around the issue of abortion right yeah and because, you know, Roe v. Wade was passed in 72, and that's actually not the case. It, they actually came together around a financial issue, um, which was the yeah. um, desegregation of their schools and having their tax status taken away. And, and they actually, yeah. you know, because they, they were all sort of threatened by this, that that's when they were like, well, you know, if we form a coalition politically – you know, that, yeah. you know, then we can sway, you know, more people in our direction. We can get more of our needs met and our priorities. But uh, the thing is, is that Catholics were really obsessed with the abortion issue. Yeah. And they were also obsessed with like death penalty. Any, you know, that's, that's more of a Catholic right. issue. And uh, it, it ended up being a really yeah, popular. don't give a fuck about death penalty. Yeah, no, they do not. <laughs> um, they certainly don't. But yeah, because up until then, it was um, it wasn't until a child was born and took its first breath mm. that it was considered. You know, if it was still dependent upon the mother, it wasn't considered. Considered like life, yeah, yeah. So they just I read like uh quotes from like prominent people in the evangelical culture at the time, right? In the seventies yeah. saying Roe versus Wade, we're fine with that. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like, I mean, there's uh, uh like here's here's some here's like a quote. Uh after I've always uh, only after a child is born and had a separate life and became a person, um, a religious liberty, equality, justice advanced by the abortion decision. I mean, these are, and this is people of like the Baptist press, Christianity Today, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, you know, speeches like are saying all yeah. this. Okay. That's, that's certainly not the way, uh, I would have ever guessed when I was a kid growing up that they were okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like again, but it was all the, the Catholics always had a problem with it because well, you know, they always had a problem right. with birth control. Like it was right. They've always been. And I say this as, you know, my mother was Catholic. So, um, you, yeah, yeah. you grew up, you grew up 
Catholic. And evangelical. So it was... Um, and he, so just the the winning the winning uh, religious <laughs> yeah and I can tell you that they did hate each other so I'm not sure <laughs> um, okay so we were talking we we were just talking about like the quote oh the Catholics okay yeah, yeah. And so that was like a way to like coalesce the you know right trying to to bring. Know, yeah, get the army stronger. Army of God. Also, I mean, it's pretty... Um, I'm surprised they didn't think about it earlier because it's a pretty, like, e- like facile thing to be like, but what about the babies, you yeah, know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, why well, it works so well, right? Well, and it, and it also, like, taps into, like, misogyny. Yeah, that's so, true, too. And, like, con- control... Control of women's bodies. Yeah, control um, of women's bodies. But also, what's easier to, like, r- what's an easier thing to rally around than, like, something that doesn't even exist yet? Yeah. Right? Like, it mm. doesn't look like anything. It doesn't do anything. It's just, oh, it's this potential. You can, like, put all of your hopes right. and dreams on it and pretend like it's a miracle. And then after it's born, you can just, like, you know... Totally abdicate all your caring. So. Oh yeah, after it's after it's born, then no, you don't get any help with that child. (laughs) That's we're not the the nanny state. Right. Exactly. We just want (laughs) we just want to rally behind this potential miracle. Um. So yeah. Um. It was in seventy nine. Jerry Falwell formed mm-hmm. the moral majority. Uh, yeah, he had a segregated academy that um, mm. in 1979 had five African-American students among 1,147 students. Okay. Right. <sighs> you know, and that's interesting. In 1979, the IRS even they presented revised regulations because they were they had there was been all this pressure about <laughs> but don't don't punish us white racists you know and they're like okay so now we'll cut off tax exempt only when when the relationship between the private school and desegregation of public schools can be proven like they even narrowed it down to like make it fucking I don't. To, to try to appease, and Congress was already like, no, you're not doing any new rules. Um, we're not, you're not revoking. At this point, you can't revoke any tax exempt from this point on. We, we need to reassess this whole thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But what like, we're not going to do is pay any taxes. Yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> but it is like one of those like really early examples of discrimination being described uh-huh. as religious freedom. Right, right. Absolutely. Right, of course. Well, again, it, yeah, it's like that whole, like, religious freedom, states' rights. It's not about us being horrible. It's about how horrible you are for trying to tell me what to do. Right. Yeah, the, that, that outrage of, well, you can't. You can't tell me what to do. Well, and 
What? Yeah. This is how it comes together nicely with that whole, and by nicely, I mean in the most horrific way possible. Right, right. With Poetically the gross. whole, um, like, you know, the Heritage Foundation, um, Paul Wyrick yeah. is one of the founders. Uh-huh. And he was, like, a neoliberal, just garbage bag. And basically, you know, felt like everything that, like, he felt like everything that happens in government that's not just uh, military, police, and, uh, like, criminal courts or whatever was an error, right? It's like that whole thing Mm -hmm. of, like, government should be as tiny as possible so that people can do basically whatever they want to make money. Right. And, like, mm. he was, he eventually founded the Heritage Foundation. But, like, the way that they managed to kind of bring those ideologies together, that whole thing of, like, their, the neoliberal ideology was that anything that the government does other than those three things is, mm-hmm. uh, is social engineering, which is unnatural, Right. Right. Like, there's this natural way that humans should be without government telling them what to do. That's, like, the most purest, like, most wonderful form of humanity. It's just for them to be able to do whatever the fuck they want, like, make money, right? Yeah. Well, well yeah, when it comes to to profiting off the poverty of another. Yeah, I mean, obviously it comes from, like, extreme abhorrent privilege, Right, it's disgusting. Only somebody who already has everything they need and wants more could ever think that. And uh, or maybe I don't know. Whatever. There's plenty of people who are taken in by that, obviously. But um, but just anti regulation, anti regulation of any sort. Just right. But it's interesting how they tied it into that religious freedom, right? So that's how, like, they rope people in from this side of, like, religious freedom and, like, economic capitalist freedom, right? And Mm -hmm. put it all together in this, like, just horrible, powerful thing. And they started so much, like, they just started this ball rolling that's just so horrible. But they call this, that, like, neoliberal kind of... Uh, movement like the second redemption right because that you know Ugh. they called after the southerners called jim crow right redemption yeah. so they're like Ugh. it's a it's so gross <sighs> it's just amazing how it all ties into racism <laughs> and right yeah just being generally horrible right that i read this article and they they made a good point about like with, with the whole schools and stuff, it's not, it's not just that it was like these, these segregation academies quote, or freedom of choice quote schools, (laughs) um, that they were racially segregated. It's that taxpayer dollars financed all white schools at the cost of simultaneously creating poorly funded all black public school systems yeah. in the South. I mean, they're siphoning so, money away from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so, so you're draining taxpayer, uh, the, the drain of that money from uh, black children, black communities to, to, to 
put it towards whites attending segregation academies, it decimated school systems once again, you know? Well, and Uh, that's honestly, look at what's happening right now. I mean, the, this, this force is super powerful. They could, they jumped on this pandemic thing so hard. The school choice folks, like they're not going to give it up. They, and again, you know, you've got the religious right thing, but also you've got this whole, like, you know, school choice thing. And it's like the school choice people are having a heyday. They're the ones Mm -hmm. who are doing the whole, like, we have to have in-person hundred percent. And if you don't, we're not going to fund your schools anymore. Like that's what's happening with our state, uh, public school regulation agency, where they're like, mm. if you don't open up 100%, I don't care what stage you're in, if you don't open up, we're not going to give you, we're only going to give you 50% funding. I mean, the schools cool. are, <laughs> schools are just getting screwed over right now. And I mean, I don't know, they're all just love, I mean, they're having a field day right now. They're never going to stop trying to like take money away from education for people who don't have choices. And, and honestly, be segregated, right? Well, I mean, it's yeah. still segregated. Yeah, so the number of highly segregated non-white schools has tripled over the last quarter century. Yeah. It's tripled. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I no. mean, we have we still have school segregation because they've been working so Absolutely. hard to do that. Because every, you know, like we were talking about, we've done the redlining episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, we've gotten rid of segregation, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But I, I wanted to read out the, like, what the objectives were of yes. of these groups. and. I, w- I want okay. you guys to see if you've okay. if you've noticed these talking points popping up with Republicans over the past. This um, is going to be hard, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I just want you to see like some of them are I'm gonna so dig deep. Like they're so subtle, you may have I- never noticed it coming up in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the moral majority. Promotion of traditional family values. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, and here's the other thing, which I thought was really, like, I don't know. I thought this was, like, really kind of sad. So this, like, these groups sort of coalesced in the mid to late 70s. Now, Jimmy Carter. Oh, yeah, this whole thing. Oh, Like, he was the first very open evangelical southern evangelical yeah to ever be yeah yeah and so you would think that this group this evangelical group would support carter they did not no and that they what they did in fact they ended up blaming carter even though it was it was um things like the the green versus Connolly. The Bob Jones, all that. That was before Carter. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Carter. Uh, Reagan was like... Uh, and then cut to 1980. He's talking about 
the IRS and the independent schools and the school choice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? All that's happening. And with what you said, Gina, like Carter being this evangelical, who's like, well, I'm gonna, I'd like to reduce the incidence of abortion. And, and they're like, nope, it's all your fault. Mm. Well, and I think like we all remember that, that Reagan, oh no. What's wrong? It's gonna snow. It's oh, like it's freezing cold here. here. It is. Oh. It, yeah, there's snow here. Um, but also, um, what were we saying? Carter. 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 Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think, like, remember the Reagan when he, where did he start? Oh. It was in Mississippi. Like, the town that was only known for previously having a terrible yeah. hate crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Great. So we have promotion of traditional family values, opposition sure. to media yeah, outlets um, accused of promoting an anti-family agenda. Okay, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. What? What does that mean? I oppose this so media they, outlet. They don't like. They don't like the WB because they showed that one show about uh, you know. Well, you know Murphy Brown. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, right, man. yeah, Murphy Brown. Oh, a, a a sitcom about a single mom. Right, like what was the remember the Brett Butler show? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, next one is opposition to the Equal Rights Amendment. Yeah, opposition to the Equal Rights. Opposition to Equal Rights. That sounds about right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Opposition to state recognition or acceptance of homosexual acts. Uh, prohibition of abortion, mm-hmm. including in mm-hmm. cases involving incest or rape. Makes sense. Um, cool. Always. Support, support for Christian prayers in schools. Right. And proselytizing to Jews and other non-Christians for conversion. Uh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Back off. Why do they feel so fucking special? Like seriously, they're not, they're. Ugh. Well, I mean, they are the evangelicals. Like that's their thing. They're the worst. <laughs> but, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so oh. the a lot of those like organizations ended up sort of. <laughs> a certainly Falwell. You know what happened to him? His son mm. took over the organization and um reports that um he and his wife entertained was- young men oh wait <sighs> what happened i cuz i know they're just it's all disgusting but i've like blocked out what yeah, happened yeah jerry falwell and his wife had um on several occasions uh, more than one young man mm. that um mm. Um, I either partied with the wife and he watched. Did a fun thing. Watched. Yeah. Listen, listen. Well, I support it. I support yeah. it. If this is, but what I talking- don't support is someone actively trying to be a dick about everybody else doing what they want. Right. Exactly. That's what Are I don't support. About- Do what you want, we- Jerry Falwell Jr. Sure. 
cool. Do it. I mean, we're talking about consenting adults, right? This isn't like I mean, an underage yeah, child, with your wiener. Correct? Do what you want with your wiener as long as you're with a consenting adult. But don't tell everybody else what to do. Can you please not ruin the country? Yeah, I mean, considering that at his own university, students would get expelled for obviously much less Oh my than god. That. Certainly women would. Well, but, it's like, you know, oh yeah, I mean, well, it's women, always been do as dirty. I say, don't do what I, I don't do as I do. Like the 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 leaders of these movements have always had access to abortions if they needed to for their, right. you know, for their mistresses, extramarital affairs or Mistress, for their yeah. daughters who got into trouble or what have you. And the thing of it is, is that the reason I think it was like important to cover this is that I, you know, I keep seeing like people say, why is the left always saying, calling the white, like the right, <laughs> calling the right white supremacist <laughs> and racist and, yeah. you know, like, you know, it, there's always this charge like, oh, if you don't agree with us, you're a racist. And I was like, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, we have you- different opinions, so I'm racist. No, that's Just not like, it. The reason why I think it's important <laughs> is because I, I really honestly think that a lot of people on the right think, oh, every liberal just says that Republicans are racist. Like, that's just what they say. Like, it's tr- they're trying to be hurtful. I don't feel that way. And I'm like, that's actually, there's there's a precedent for that. It's born mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, it's not just a hateful I'll thing s- that we say. Right. I'll stop thinking that when you stop acting and doing racist things. Well, or just uh, aligning yourself with a tradition that is rooted in racism. Right. The reason that people say those sort of things is because the movement itself would not exist if yeah. not for racism. <laughs> overt. Overt. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. Well, but the thing of it is... People don't understand, though. They don't know the, they don't know the, the, well, that's what we're talking about, but people don't understand the, the background of the things that they, like, the traditions that they were raised on. They just, they're, they're, like, this is how it is, this is how it's always been, this is what I believe, I don't know anything different, and everything different is weird. Yeah. And. You know what, though? Fuck that. Fuck that. Because yeah, I'm not I was defending raised, it. I was raised in a, with like people, old school, in an old school kind of realm. And like, it's even all- as a little kid, I knew shit was fucked up. Yeah. And I kept thinking and thinking about it and being like, huh, that's fucked up. Huh. Questioning with right. my critical fucking mind. Like, you don't get a pass just because it's like, well, uh, I guess um, <laughs> it's just what we've always done. And it's this whole thing of, like, all of a sudden, like, well, and now I'm really questioning, like, maybe things are racist. I'm like, fuck you. You're coming to the party too late, man. <laughs> Makes me mad. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I did it's kind of just like the laziest way to be to like never take stock of the reasons why you behave the way you do and the things you believe in. Like my point is that I was an amazing fucking kid (laughs) that like fucking knew what was up. And so what's up guys? No, but if I look this up and in 1954, Congress approved an amendment um, by Senator Lyndon Johnson time to Uh prohibit charities and churches from engaging in any political campaign activity. Mm. So problem solved. Problem solved. (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think, Oh, I think you'll remember that never were any religious leaders ever talking about who to vote for. <laughs> who to vote for? It's so That's exhausting. Great. I'm so glad he did that. It's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. It really is. It just makes me crazy. <laughs> it's so exhausting. The other thing when I was, I was trying to see like what the connection between, because like, you know, the religious right and, like, you know, it has these sort of offshoots, like, what's the relationship between, like, the Tea Party and then what was the relationship, mm-hmm. like, between, like, QAnon and apparently they were saying that, like, within the church the, of the people that had been, um, like, polled, 75% of them believed that the mainstream media was unreliable, yeah. 75%. Huh. That's what's scary. That's what's really scary is that whole like Yeah, the post the post truth thing is it's how do you argue with somebody who doesn't believe any anything that you bring to the table? Well, the reason I was going to say that there's a problem with that is that when you're talking about religious people and that's like a lot of elderly people. And I'll tell you where that starts to hurt is when people like, oh, I don't know. Your father won't take the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so a lot of people like his friends, you know, like. Yeah. It's, it's uh, everywhere, though. It's not just old people, man. It's like. Yeah. It's it's getting weird. <laughs> yeah. People are getting weird. Well, it, it used to be like, uh, I mean, are we now going to like, like, I'm th- it made me think of like Vietnam and like the images on the news is one of the things credited with turning public opinion, turning the tide, right? So when you see on the news, like what happened at the Capitol January 6th? Right. How did that not turn a tie? You know what I mean? Well, because, well, here's what, and they did it in the, in the impeachment thing. They tried to do this weird and it didn't make sense to me where they're like, they're like reality and here. And I'm like, those are just two different recordings of the same thing. What are y'all doing? Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. That's the thing. And that's why all of this, this, foundational stuff is important because this is where they laid the groundwork for 
you know, they got together, they created these foundations, they created this platform, they started funding these candidates, they started funding these think tanks, they had a plan, they enacted it in a just very, very um, efficient, elegant way, and we're in the thick right. of it. Like, I feel like this is kind of like the zenith of like what they are capable of right now. Yeah, you can edit this to where just like, okay, oh, uh oh, Cezanne, here, I'll get, here's the, here's the line. Uh oh, it looks like uh, Cezanne had a tech problem. Uh We're we're having technical difficulties, but you know, I think we had a pretty good pod otherwise. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we gave you a a good (laughs) understanding of, yeah, the more majority. Neither moral nor majority. <laughs> Discuss. And by moral, I mean immoral. And by majority, I mean atrocious. Oh, buddy. I'm back. Hello. Hello. Hey. I'm back. We were just signing. We were signing okay. off. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you want to say say your goodbyes? Um, I'm just say. Um, goodbye. <laughs> if you want to reach us, we're at Axopod Twitter, Axopod at Instagram, Axopod Facebook, Axopod Gmail, which Anne checks religiously, Axopod six feet away from your mother's house, double masked, because we're not fucking around anymore. And. And wearing a very warm parka, please. Absolutely. Uh-huh. It's cold. Yeah. Absolutely. Full of yep. <laughs> full of tin cans of food. Can't see how it can go wrong. <laughs> warm clothes and tin cans. Can't see how it can go wrong. Um, anyway, isn't that... Don't you remember the, like, the actual... I don't. It was tin. It was actual tin, and it poisoned everybody, and it wasn't that they froze to death, but it was the... (laughs) Real tin. Yeah. They were, like, eating eating out of, like, uh, poisonous metal. (laughs) Right, right. And it was the... Yeah, like... like, like, (laughs) They're like, bring us more blankets and and cans. Yeah. They were like, guys, that don't feel so great. Oh, it's just because you're cold. And it was like, I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) We've lined these cans with mercury, (laughs) arsenic... It's a really good uh, pr- food preserver. I don't know. It may not have been thin, but it was It was the cans. I'm not sure, but... Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bad cans. Yeah. Like, they were perfectly warm, mm. sadly. It was just the food. Anyway. All right. So, th- that's that's my... Again, please, guys, watch out for the cans. Um, <laughs> and uh, keep warm. And we love you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Hi. just, want to say, just, goodbye, goodbye now, goodbye, goodbye now, goodbye, goodbye now. <laughs>